Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. That was brutal. Welcome in, beautiful people, to the Jet Press Podcast. I am Michael Luciano. Justin Fried will be joining us a little bit later into the show. Uh, he's got some writing stuff to take care of. This, you know, wonderful game that we all just witnessed. This really competitive and, hot, you know, tons of effort and tons of competitiveness. I was just thrilled watching this game. Weren't you all? Weren't this, isn't this the dawn of a new era? Or is it the same old crap that you've seen countless times with countless Jets quarterbacks. So let's get all the housekeeping out of the way first. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it may be that you get your podcasts. We are all over there. We are on YouTube at the Jet Press. We are on TikTok at the Jet Press. Make sure you follow us there and subscribe over there. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I swear it is not anything ego related it is the business end of things to get us up those review charts so your support is very much appreciated but let's get in let's just get right into this uh i'm gonna wait till justin gets here to talk about maybe some of the finer points of just the schematics and the you know how things were going just on a play-by-play basis but let me just take you through what i was thinking just watching that game in a macro scale because that was a really demoralizing start. It was a really tough start to watch. There was a lot of same old Jets crap. I mean, Zach Wilson was one of four for nine yards in his first, like, three or four drives. Pressured all the time. The defense, too, which, I mean, those vaunted defense were the 85 Bears. This defense is the reason that this roster can compete for a playoff spot, even though Zach Wilson is terrible. That's how good this defense is supposed to be. And they let Dak Prescott complete his first 13 passes and go, I believe at one point they were 9 of 14 on third down. 9 of 14? you got to be playing invisible defense. And we'll get into that. I mean, neither of the corners had a good game. This is now the second game in a row where Sauce Gardner, even though he was better in the second half, didn't look like the Sauce Gardner last year. But that that's all happening, and I'm expecting this. Again, Dal- I didn't expect to win this game. I think Dallas is a really good team. You can make a case that they're maybe the best team in the NFC, like behind Philadelphia. I I would totally listen to that right now. They're a very good team. And if you hung with them, I'm like, you know what? They gave them their best punch. Even if you get the loss, I'm fine with that. Then Zach Wilson actually has a really good throw. The Garrett Wilson streaking down the side, 68 yards. I'm like, oh, my God, we finally got something. And then he has that two-minute drive. He looked really professional. It was precise and out and quick, and I'm using my legs. And then, boy, did the 
did the air come out of the balloon in emphatic fashion? Uh, the running game. Now, look, everybody's going to talk about everything around Zach Wilson because there really was not a lot to a lot to be happy about. Like I see, I see you guys in chat on Facebook, especially. I'm going to try to get to as many comments as possible. Thank you guys for tuning in. Where I see guys like Jesse Wise saying, you know, the defense was trash, and yeah, the defense was not, you know. That was not their best game. But again, Jets only put 10 points on the board. And seven of them were just a, a freak, almost like a fluky play. Not not that it was, you know, a complete, you know, a, a tip and he ran. I mean, it was well executed. But that was really the only downfield play they had. If you take that out, I mean, they couldn't drop back and throw the ball. I mean, they couldn't run the ball anywhere. Zach Wilson had five carries for 36 yards. He's your leading rusher. Brees Hall had nine. Dalvin Cook had nine and a fumble. You can't win games like that. Now, I, now again, this is. We'll get to Zach. We'll get to Zach later. Let's just talk about everybody else first because that running game. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I, I apologize. You heard it here first. I was big on the Dalvin Cook train. I mean, that guy doesn't look like a quarter of the player that he was in Minnesota. I mean, that was really tough to watch. The fumble too. I know Micah Parsons is great. I know Micah Parsons is really good. You got to hold on the ball. You're Dalvin Cook. You're a veteran running back on a team that is really lacking any sort of offensive juice. You got to hold on the freaking ball. Don't think I'm asking a lot there. Now let's get to everybody's favorite excuse, uh, the offensive line, because the offensive line, it was uh, Dean Davis. I want to get to him really quick. Uh, Dean Davis said, needs more Brees. And I mean, yeah, I would have liked to see Brees get more touches, definitely. I think that Brees is probably outside of Wilson, your best offensive weapon. But I mean, when they gave him touches, I know it takes time to get going, but, I mean, he didn't look like the Brees Hall against Buffalo. He looked like a guy coming off an ACL injury perhaps a little bit early. So, yeah, he. I, but, again, he couldn't really run well because this offensive line was just getting smacked around the entire game, uh, especially the left side of the offensive line, which looked horrible. And, again, Micah Parsons is going to make you look horrible. He's, n- he's nowhere near this good yet, but he's almost got kind of a Lawrence Taylor effect where every play you got to figure out where 11 is because 11's going to wreck your shit if you don't have everything completely buttoned up. So so I'll, I'll let some of the stuff slide, because Michael Parsons just, it's going to get you sometimes. That's just, stuff happens like that. What I can't excuse is Dwayne Brown playing like, I mean, that might be the worst game Dwayne Brown has ever played in his career, and it, there's no way that you could stop, you know, look at that and think, you know, oh, it, it, yeah, we're fine. We're fine with Dwayne Brown. I mean, that was concerning. I mean, he looked slow. He looked old. He looked stiff. He was getting beat with strength, with power, with moves. That was bad. And again, look, some of that's on the coaching staff, too. He didn't really have a lot of help. I mean, they tried stuff with C.J. Uzama, which, by the way, another one on my list, Uzama was just horrendous. As we bring Justin Freed in, Justin Really quick, Justin, because I want to get your thoughts on some of this. I haven't really dived into uh, into Wilson yet. I've done mostly the offensive line, and I've done a lot of the running backs because that was just that was just not good on either of them. Talk, on some uh, some Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need either of us to really you know ludicate that point though. I mean, that was that was bad stuff. Yeah. Now I want to start getting into Zach Wilson. We can circle back to the O line, but now you're here. I want to get started on Zach Wilson because I thought that I legitimately at one point had died and went to another planet or a bizarro world because I'm looking at these tweets 
if you didn't watch the, like if you didn't look at the scoreline, you would think that Zach Wilson was just carving up the Cowboys and there was just a lot of bad luck in play. And then you look 12-27 for 170 yards, 68 of which were on one play, one touchdown, three interceptions, all of which were bad. The interception, I mean, there wasn't like a, a tip in there or like a 50-50 ball got out wrestled. I mean, and they were all classic Zach Wilson interceptions, running around and floating balls up and trying to make plays. And I see all these tweets. It wasn't his fault. He played well. There's a lot of positive, a lot of positives. He didn't. He had. He, he was what eight of seventeen going into the four, like well into the fourth quarter. I'm like, I'm looking at guys like Josh Dobbs who stinks. And he at least had the Cardinals up 28 to seven. He and played he, really well. Dobbs, Dobbs played really well. 30 in that game. Like I'm, I'm looking at Sam Howell in his one, his second start ever on the road in Denver, throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. And we got a guy going eight of 17. Well, play calling offensive line. Fine. They sucked. Play calling sucked. Offensive line was unwatchable. Dwayne Brown looked like we should retire. It was that bad of a game. Can we have some high standards for crying out loud? I mean, if again, I said this in the Buffalo game, which, you know, if you take away, because I think Wilson had a nice drive in that Buffalo game. And I like the two-minute drill, as I was saying earlier. But if you, I put a game from his rookie year, and then I put that game on, and I said, which is the rookie? You wouldn't tell a difference. Look exactly the same. New coaches, new players, new everything. Look exactly the same. I think whenever we're discussing a Zach Wilson performance, we're grading on a curve. I think we have to understand that the expectations for Zach Wilson are different than they would be for any random quarterback getting thrown in there because through two seasons, Zach Wilson has been one of the worst quarterbacks in modern NFL history. We've talked about that a lot on the show. That being said, I do think there was some encouraging stuff from Zach Wilson early in the game before. Oh, no, not you too. Early in the game, I do think that there was some encouraging stuff. And I think that honestly, he was the least of their issues at certain points early in the game. That obviously changed a lot in the second half. It's really difficult to evaluate this performance because I honestly thought in the first half he played all right, and I thought that they should do a lot. Like, they should have opened the playbook up more than they had. Uh, I My main issues with the offense in this game, on top of just, you know, obviously the left side of the offensive line is an issue. Obviously, Micah Parsons is one of the best players in football, and he's unblockable. I was really disappointed with their personnel usage, and I think a lot of that falls in Nathaniel Hackett. I didn't love the offensive game plan in the first half. I think that – they also set Dwayne Brown up for failure. They set Zach Wilson up for failure. Nobody in the world, like very few players in the NFL, are going to be able to consistently block Micah Parsons one-on-one on an island, let alone a 40-year-old dude coming off major shoulder surgery. I don't know why the Jets cons- insisted on continuously putting Dwayne Brown alone on an island, but it wrecked the entire offense. It wrecked Zach Wilson's day because even though the Cowboys, amazingly, this is an incredible stat, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys had one sack in that game. They finished with one sack. Two. Maybe I got another one in there, but one or two still. ESPN has them with one sack. So that's insane, obviously, because the, the Cowboys' pass rush was wreaking havoc all game. The Jets' offensive line had a rough game. but it, it was a rough game, specifically to the left side of that offensive line. I also don't understand the lack of touches for Brees. Brees had what? Brees had, like, what, five touches in that game? Six touches in that game? Maybe. I mean, again, I know he takes some time to get going, didn't really do a lot with the touches he had right. either. So. But here's the other issue with it, though. Like, I, I've said I said this before. I've said this in the past, and I said it during this game. This Jets offense doesn't work with Bree, when Brees Hall's not on the field. Obviously, you have a hole at quarterback because Zach Wilson is is not an NFL caliber backup, in my opinion. At least, 
I, I don't think he's shown that he could be there at the stage. Uh, so you don't you don't have that. But either way, the offense doesn't work if Brees Hall is not on, is not on field. I would love, I would I would genuinely love to see a comparison of the yards per play for the Jets when Brees Hall is on the field, even if he doesn't touch the ball, when he's on the field versus when he's not off the field or when he's not on the field. Because Dalvin Cook's washed. Like I'm sorry, I've been saying it. I I, I didn't want to be right. Like I, I genuinely. Before you were here, I formally apologized. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Like I don't want to be right when I'm shitting on a player. Which first of all. I hate shitting on football players. These guys are all infinitely better than me. I don't want to be too hard on these dudes because this is their livelihood. But Dalvin Cook showed last year that he's not the same player he used to be. He is. He's always had issues with drops. He's always had issues with fumbles, as we saw today. He's always had issues in pass protection. He's never been a well-rounded running back, but he was at his peak the most one of the most explosive running backs in the entire NFL. Last year proved he no longer was well, no longer was that guy. Every analytic showed it, the tape showed it, and we've seen it so far with the Jets. He's not that guy anymore. The fumble, I'm not shocked. Because guess what? He's he leads all running backs in fumbles over the last four years. I'm not surprised at all that guy fumbled, but he's just not that guy anymore as a runner. Even with Brees Hall not even being hundred percent, he's infinitely better than Dominic Cook. I know you asked about Zach Wilson. I just have to go on this, this tangent because no, I do know I do too. I was I was going off on Dwayne Brown earlier. It's just yeah, and again, I also think he he looked like a 38-year-old there. He I mean, did. That was and hard it's, to watch. Again, Micah Parsons, I get it, but I mean yeah. some of that was not Micah Parsons, some of that was him. You're right. It's gonna be easy to, and this is not gonna be this is not me saying that Dwayne Brown had a good game because he had a very bad game. But it's going to be easy to label him as, oh, he's the worst left tackle in football. The Jets did him no favors. They weren't chipping. They, they were just letting him go at it with Micah Parsons alone on an island at left tackle. That's dumb. That's really stupid. And I don't know why they continue to do that. I have a lot of questions about Nathaniel Hackett's personnel usage. Once again, Nicole Hardman, barely seeing the field at all. I mean, I know he's not he's not going to make or break the game probably, but he should he's probably be your speed be guy against the fast defense. Exactly. He should be on the field. You should have taken more deep shots. They've done it a couple times with Garrett Wilson in that game. Do it more. Whatever you had one-on-one man coverage, which the Cowboys were playing a lot, take those deep shots. They were giving him. They, the Jets just weren't taking him. That that brings me to another point. You ever see those? It's a common trope in you know movies or TV or whatever, where you have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. Of course. Uh, yeah, hear the angel. Open up the playbook. Get Zach on the move. Have him run around a little more. That's what he's good at. Let him use his arm. Go down the field. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Angel on my shoulder. I can believe that. And then the devil comes in and goes, he can't do that. There's a reason they're not doing that because he can't look, do it. Look, look. In the first half. Zach Wilson was doing that. He was operating within the offense. He was he was making correct decisions. He only really had one, what I would call negative play, which was a miss on Garrett Wilson on that play action to the right where he had him open. But other than that, he executed a good two-minute drill to end the half pretty much. He was good. Like, I thought he was good. And I was saying, hey, open up the playbook for him. I, well, think, a lot was a <laughs> I think a lot of it was a snowball effect. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, at the end, he clearly was just playing hero ball right. and chucking it. But you gotta to evaluate say, them as drives, you know. And right, I was about to say I'm excited. I'm not, but I'm interested to see how he performs against the Patriots because, all things considered, I think Zach Wilson's final stat line was worse than how he played. I don't think he particularly had a good game, but I think he had a good start to the game and then had a bad finish. And I think that overall, a stat line is not indicative of that. It looks like he was just really bad all around. I thought he was all right in the first half. I really did. And I honestly thought if he plays like that, if he plays like how he played in the first half, the Jets can win some games this year. Like they can absolutely win some football games. But if he's playing like the Zach Wilson in the second half, he should not be starting more than a few weeks. Like that's – it's as simple as that. And I, do, I don't think – like we got to talk about the defense too because I obviously – do. I want to give some major props to the Cowboys offense because – this is as good as any offense you're going to see in the NFL. I wasn't like down on the Cowboys by any means, but coming after, like after seeing what they've done in week one and week two now, 
this is one of the best teams in football. Like they, they are a well-oiled machine on offense. Credit to Mike McCarthy, credit to Schottenheimer, credit to everybody that has a part in that Cowboys offense, including Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, the O-line balled out. They're a great team. That being said, we got to talk about the Jets defense. And I think that they underwhelmed in this game. I think the pass rush was invisible, which is kind of wild that we're saying that. We're talking about pregame. The narrative is, oh, look, they're benching their first round pick because their pass rush is so deep. Where was that pass rush today? I didn't see them. They did nothing. They weren't they, other than Quentin Williams, who had plenty. He had a, he had a very very nice day. Well, they he's going to do that cause, just because he's Quentin Williams. Like, right. They had know. what two sacks? I know Solomon Thomas had one, but that was like a coverage sack where he was rolling out to his right. Um, I'm not sure if I can remember another one where like somebody was like soundly beat. They had a few pressures here and there, like Bryce Huff had a nice pressure on third down, but it, it was it was not there. And also secondary, we got to talk about that too because. It's been a rough start for Sauce Gardner. Uh, through, first, through, through the first two games, I would argue that those are two of the worst games he's ever played in his NFL career. He was bad today again. He's particularly been a problem in run defense, but he's also getting picked apart in zone coverage. DJ Reed had a couple of mishaps too, but I thought he played an overall better game. Obviously, it, it hurt having Michael Carter go down. It hurt having Tony Adams go down. But, you know, I, I'm Part just – Part of that too is they just couldn't cover like, – I mean, I know Gardner got beat by Lamb a couple times, but also – Lamb had a big play downfield where he beat DJ Reed, and then he had yeah. another one, the one where he got flipped over, where he beat Michael Carter. So, I mean, they were trying different stuff. It was it was a lot of zone. Like, they ran a lot of zone. It's and so they, soft they, on that zone. It was very soft. They, they were not being disciplined in their zone. And honestly, a lot of it, like, I don't know what it was, excuse me, was just like the Cowboys, like the Jets' corners just couldn't diagnose this Cowboys' offense. Like, they couldn't do it. There were so many plays that were really well-schemed by by McCarthy, by Schottenheimer, by this Cowboys team, where – they kind of just dragged the corner away. Like I saw that multiple times where DJ Reed or saw it was both of them it happened to each of them where they kind of just follow the inside route. And then another guy slips on the outside and he's wide open. And it's like, how did he get so open? Why aren't they covering CD lamb? Well, they were supposed to, there was supposed to be somebody in that zone. They just left their zone. And I, I as much as I want to blame Oberk for that, like it's on the players. Like it's, it is on the players at the end of the day. I, I think Reed had a fine game. He was better than Gardner. Gardner had his issues specifically in run defense. He's been a problem this year. Um, it's but, another thing, too, with the Buffalo game, too. He got better in the second half. He did. Kind of locked in. Same, same he, looked like, he looked like sauce. It was mostly the first half. But, again, you know, and, again, I'm not too concerned about that in general. Like, Me neither. Yeah, yeah. What I am concerned about, though, is this defense was supposed to be 85 Bears level by their own admission, by their own standards that they set. And I'm just getting the numbers up. I believe Dak Prescott, well, number one, he completed his first 13 passes, yeah. which is very un-85 Bears-like, you know, to let a guy complete 13 passes right away, most of whom the guys were wide open. 31 of 38 with two touchdowns and a passer rating of 112. I mean, did it ever look like he was under duress or struggling ever? No. It looked like he was, like, cruising on it. It was on autopilot. It, it looked – honestly, like, I know it wasn't a blowout, like, at least by the standards of week one for the Cowboys, but the offense looked the same. Like, they were a well, well-oiled machine. They were not under duress, like you said. They were very comfortably and commonly in control of this game the entire time. And, like, obviously, the, the, the time of possession was way out of whack. It was 41 minutes to 17 minutes in, in favor of the Cowboys. You're asking a hell of a lot of your defense when they're on the field for 41 minutes out of a 60-minute game. That's pretty nuts. But we still have to talk about how there was some disappointment there. Uh, and unfortunately, it might be the reality. Like, that might be the reality with the situation they got a quarterback. And again, I don't think this loss is entirely on Zach Wilson by any means, especially in the first half. They were losing that first half, and I don't think Zach Wilson was the reason for that. Even, I do even think like that, I'm struggling to really, like, give him too many flowers. Like, I'm looking at that, and 
Have you ever heard that Chris Rock bit where he's making fun of like dads who are like, I take care of my kids. And he goes, you're supposed to, you dummy. Like, you know, I've never been to jail. Well, what do you want to coach? It's like, yeah, again, Zach Wilson got the ball out quick and executed a good two-man drive. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to do that for a starting quarterback. <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't find many negatives with his first half performance. I think when he dropped back to throw, he was finding open guys. He was making the right decisions. He looked confident. Yeah. I was well, okay. I mean, I mean if that's the peak of like that was the best part of his well, performance. Right. That game. shouldn't be the peak. That should be. Yeah. Look, the Jets only need competent – at least the, the narrative is supposed to be that the Jets need competent quarterback play to potentially win some games this year. That's the narrative. I don't think even if they got competent quarterback play in this game that they win, obviously a potentially different game if you have Aaron Rodgers. If you have a difference maker under center, it's a different game. But I don't think competent quarterback play gets them the win in this game. I think they were soundly beaten, honestly, in all three facets, with the exception of that, I guess, the the, the fake punts. Um, but they were, they were soundly beaten in this game. Quarterback aside – um, but I, I do think if you get that play from Zach Wilson in the first half for this season, you're going to win some games. Unfortunately, he couldn't sustain it. And that's kind of been the, the story of Zach Wilson's career. He'll show some flashes of stuff like this. And again, a lot of it, I know a lot of it was garbage time in the end. A lot of it was like you said, him just trying to play hero ball, but those reps matter. Like those reps absolutely matter. You know, I want to go to a, I want to go to a couple comments on Facebook where the chat's really popping off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here. Uh, We'll start with June Rodriguez, who said, uh, I guess Russell Wilson was right about hacking his play calling sucked. And look, I know, look, I've said this before. There are two main crutches that people use to defend bad quarterback play from a quarterback they like, which is the play calling is terrible and the offensive line is bad. Because those are two things like there's, there's, you can't really back them up with a bunch of numbers like in the moment. There's no offensive line stats and play calling is a very nebulous term that you could say to me whenever, like, no one knows what play was called. If it was an audible or if they call two plays in the huddle and this is the one they went with. Like you can't diagnose that on the fly. So it's a good catch all to just say, Oh, it's the offensive coordinator's fault. Like it's always, everything was Michael Floor's fault. Like I last year, who by the way, Michael Floor looks awesome with the Rams, by the way, just, just saying that. Cause apparently he was too mean on Zachy Poo and Hackett is all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and nice to him. And apparently that's going to unlock him. And then he still does the exact same stuff, but that's for another day. So, but getting back to it, like, yeah, I think that Hackett, again, he knows that he's limited at quarterback. So when you're an offensive coordinator who's was brought here for Aaron Rodgers and has years of success with Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, what do you, what do you try to do? I, I know some people have suggested, you know, throwing a couple more screen passes, like maybe try to get Hall involved going outside a little bit more to use his speed. Like that can work, but also, you know, if you give Gordon Ramsay a bunch of like microwave Stouffer's meals, he can't make a five course meal, even though he's Gordon Ramsay, like with that offensive line, you couldn't trust it to hold up for anything too longer developing deep down the field. You couldn't ask it to then also pull and get to the outside against a faster defense, the screens, you know, fine, but that's always the thing. Oh, why are we calling a bunch of screens? That's always the first thing people say is they're being too conservative. So it's almost kind of a lose, lose situation. Like it's tough. Now, if you want to go after Hackett for anything, it would be running to the left side too much instead of the right side, which I don't know why he's doing that. And it would be – I I think that would be the main issue. I think personally – Again, it's, just, it's just tough to run an offense when your quarterback – I mean, every drop back, even if you're a Zach Wilson fan, like if, if you've got even a mildly competent quarterback, you know that he can at least go through and stay in – work through his progressions and find this. You know if Zach Wilson is going to throw the ball going out of bounds on every possession. So how do you formulate a game plan, and how do you get any sort of comfort level with a bunch of plays that you like to run over and over again? 
Yeah, I, I think you could also get on Hackett for personnel usage. That's kind of my biggest issue with him. I know Brees Hall is on a snap count. I know that. Although I'm pretty sure he played even less snaps this week than last week. I'd love to see the numbers on that. But I, I really think he played even less this week, which is kind of wild. And I want to know. I really want I, I want genuine like answers. I want people to ask Robert Sala, what is this snap count for Brees Hall? How, like, is he playing 10% of snaps? Is that what you're doing? Because I'm pretty sure he's on the field for like, 25 percent of the snaps this week which is, yeah, is I, don't, I don't have the count in front of me but that seems about right that sounds right like I, that's insane to me uh and honestly again dalvin cook's not that guy i'm not convinced that michael carter is not better than dalvin cook uh and i i, I would get on them about personnel usage on top of that even if you're going to play Brees Hall, like 25 percent of snaps if that's even your plan use him on the important downs Play him when he should be playing. They're using him on first and 10. Don't do that. Put him in there on third and four. Put him in there on third and two when you need two yards. Put him in there on third and one instead of sneaking with Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson's not going to pick that up, especially with the the, the lack of the, the push the O-line is getting in this game. Put Brees Hall in there. Let's see if he can do something. Utilize your best playmakers. Get Garrett Wilson involved more. Those are your two stars on offense. And hopefully, hopefully he's okay. Garrett Wilson did lead late with an injury, but hopefully he's all right. I will get on Hackett's case because I want to see them do a better job of getting the ball in their playmakers' hands. Brees Hall, even if he's not playing more, should be playing in the most important plays of the game. He should be playing in the most important snaps, and he just wasn't doing that. I want to see them get Nicole Hardman more involved. There's there's things I want to see. Not to mention, C.J. Ozama's bad. Like, I I, I don't want to outright say oh, that. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go bring him up. I mean, did he do one thing right today? No, he was really bad in run, run blocking. Just really bad. Play and that's Jeremy always Rucker. on the team for is run blocking. Play Why is, all right, Rucker needs to be tight end too. Yes, for Hardman sure. Hardman needs to be wide receiver three. Like Yes, because Cobb's doing nothing. Cobb's at, doing at least Hardman, you get a speed element, even if they're decoy stuff. Yep. At least there's that in there. Yep. And, and it's really that. Like, it's the NFL. Throw it out to Miko Hardman, and guess what? You might get a pass interference call. That's honestly the best way the Jets can move the ball on offense right now. If you're not giving the ball to Brees Hall or Miko Hart or to, to Garrett Wilson, throw it up to Miko Hardman. Maybe something good happens. Uh, Rich in chat, Rich Galasso. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Galasso, 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 Italian. I like it. Yeah, I, I should know that with a vowel on the end of my name, but uh, he says, play to our strength. You know, running game and defense have to commit to it. I mean, they tried early on, they really tried. Couldn't try do harder. anything going. Try harder with Brees. Brees had a couple of lanes. He had a couple of holes. He was making dudes miss. He was doing what he could. Give the Keep giving the ball to Brees. Stop giving it to Dalvin Cook. I'd rather see Michael Carter than Dalvin Cook. I'd, I'd rather, rather see Abanacanda at this point. Exactly. I would rather see Izzy Abanacanda. I'd rather Zonovan Knight still be on this team than Dalvin Cook. I'm sorry. Okay, okay now, eight, all right. <laughs> you're paying the dude $8 million. He's bad. He's, he's a backup running back at best who has fumble and drop issues. I don't want to. I don't want to pay him eight million, let alone being the the primary ball carrier in a game. But they're not going to win games like that. It's they're not. And I know Bruce is on a snap count, and that sucks. Hopefully, you can continue to work him back into the into the offense. But if you're at least going to have him on a snap count, utilize him with the best you can. Don't give him the first and ten runs. Don't do that. That's not what I want to see Brees Hall on the field. I want to see him on third and three because guess what? Dalvin Cook also sucks in pass protection. He's not a good pass blocker. That's why he's not out there. That's why 5'9", Michael Carter is out there instead because they trust Michael Carter more in pass protection. Even though he's not great, he's a more willing he pass tries. He tries. He's, be he's better than Dalvin Cook, even though he's much smaller. I, I'm sorry. I, I have issues with the, with the way that they utilize their personnel, and that's honestly my biggest issue with Hackett. The worst part about Wilson's game to me, like looking back, and again, I'll watch like the All-22 and stuff like that, which I'm sure is not going to 
tell me anything I don't think I saw on the broadcast film. I mean, he was just not playing well, and I don't think that – I think the first half you'll come away like, all right, he did what he could. I, I genuinely think he did what he could in the first half. Well, that and the nickel gets me a cup of coffee. Here we are with three picks again. So we are now in his 24th game, Zach Wilson is of his career, and he has 17 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. He's bad. He's, he's now, bad. It's so bad that I remember – I actually – I was on stacking the box uh, – last week for okay. about 20 minutes. Shout out, fan sided stack in the box. Yeah. Shout out, yep. And I got fried for suggesting Carson Wentz as an alternative. Like, people would Carson Wentz play like that? In this yeah. People underestimate, like, and again, this is not, I don't want to just destroy Zach Wilson because this is not, I don't. Oh, I do, him. I do. I know you do. <laughs> I don't believe this, that this boss is on Zach Wilson. I, I don't believe that at all. I believe Not wholly, but I mean, when you're the quarterback and you're in year three, like, you can't, can't keep baby he's now. Backup, like, you know. he, is a, he is a backup quarterback and a low-end backup at that. That's that's what he is. That's that's what we know he is. That's what we saw. Honestly, last year we saw he wasn't even low-end backup caliber. I'd say right now I, I'd call him one of the worst backups in the league. I don't know if he'd be the worst, but he's one of the worst backup quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Obviously, they could have done better at addressing that position. Ultimately, look, I'll say this. I'll say this. I want, I want, to, I want to throw out a, a positive note out there because there's been a lot of negative, rightfully so. I think this is a really, really good Cowboys team. I came, came away thoroughly impressed with their game plan on both sides of the ball. They knew how to attack this Jets defense, and they did exactly that. They attacked their weaknesses. They had a really, really good game plan. I also think they had a very good game plan on defense, and they have Micah Parsons. Yeah. Can, I make, can I make that a negative? Hold on, hold on. Let me finish the positive. Because I got a good way to rebut that. <laughs> let, me finish, let me finish the positive. I do yeah. believe this is one of the best teams in the NFL. You could argue the best team in the NFL through two weeks. They have looked outstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't have any major – takeaways from this game that I didn't already know. I do believe that the Jets have a problem on the left side of the offensive line, but I already believe that. I think that Dwayne Brown is not holding his own right now, and Lakin Tomlinson absolutely is not. If Tomlinson continues to struggle, you have to consider playing Joe Tipman. I don't care what Lakin Tomlinson is getting paid. You have to consider making that switch. If Dwayne Brown continues to struggle, I sure hope to God the, hope, the answer is not play Billy Turner at left tackle. I would love to see them potentially move Becton over the left tackle. I don't know if they're going to do that, and honestly – I don't think there's a good alternative. Dwayne Brown is struggling. I think you just got to ride it out with him because do you want to see Billy Turner and Max Mitchell out there? I don't really. After what we saw this summer, I don't particularly. I thought he was playing out there for a period of time. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, get- but I already knew that the Jets had an issue with the left side of their offensive line. I already knew Zach Wilson was a low-end backup. My big picture takeaway is that the Cowboys are really, really good and that hopefully the Jets defense can bounce back. That's right. kind of my – that's my, like, takeaway from this game. I don't – think anything significantly different of this Jets team after this game what I do think is that clearly the Cowboys are a better team and obviously that matters because who's under center there's a big difference there but the Cowboys are are, are wholly beat the Jets like they soundly beat the Jets in all three facets today that's my takeaway here's my my three-headed hydra of takes that I have to rebut to that all right there's your there's your dose of of optimism we're going back to pessimism all right now now here me to go fire extinguish all that but number one I mean Guys over the last couple of years have really criticized Mike McCarthy as a coach and Brian Schottenheimer as a coach and all that. And he just coached circles around Robert Sala and they buy her own admission. He did. Sala wasn't working with a full deck, but I mean, it, it was a disparity there. He did, but tell me you weren't impressed. That was an, inc- that was an excellent game plan. I well, thought they attacked every weakness this Jets defense had. It was, it was really well, good. Well, that, I, I mean, yeah, I, th- I, I think Dallas, I think I said before you were on, I think them and Philly, you can make a case they're the two best teams in the NFC. And the, ni- the Niners are up there too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's how impressive they've been. So again, I'm, I'm, yeah. I didn't even expect to win this game. I mean, the Cowboys, I think, are certainly a better team and they proved it, but Number two, weren't we just operating on if Zach Wilson's okay, this is a playoff team? Wasn't that the whole 
discussion. This defense is that good. So theoretically against, even though the Cowboys, I think are a Super Bowl contender right now, theoretically against a playoff team, you should at least be able to hold your own. I mean, that second half was not holding your own. That was a beatdown. Well, because Zach Wilson shit the bed. Like he didn't play competent football in the second half. That's exactly. if Zach Wilson played like he did in the first half, this isn't going to be a blowout like it was. I mean, it's like bordering on a blowout. It was and bordering on a blowout. That brings me up because here's a question I kept thinking, like earliest going back to after watching the the end of Zach Wilson in that game. I mean, Sal's pretty much said, you know, Zach Wilson's the guy. Tim Boyle's the backup. They're probably going to get another veteran just to have three quarterbacks on the. Sounds like it might be Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is what it sounds like it might be. That's, I'd be fine with Colt McCoy. Yeah, picks up stuff that. quickly. Super smart guy. Been around forever, and I've seen him with Washington gut out wins and stuff like. Like I'd be fine. He with was Colt. a starter as of four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was the thing. I'm saying like that was so bad that I think now you got to consider. Don't just get Colt McCoy to supplement Zach Wilson. You got to consider. Do we just make a big splash and say? I mean, because again, look at the schedule. He's going to play New England next week. That's his nemesis, who he never plays well against, New England. The Chiefs, that defense looked pretty good. They held Trevor Lawrence to nine points, and they didn't get a touchdown. Chris Jones is back. Chris Jones, you don't think he's going to wiggle to the outside a little bit, get some matchups against Dwayne Brown and Lakin Tomlinson? I certainly will. Denver, whatever. I mean, Denver didn't look great today. They lost again. But, you know, at this point, I'm not taking anything for granted with Zach Wilson. And then – Philly, who's going to rip Zach Wilson in half. Jordan Davis is going to break it like Bane for Batman, just snap his back in half over his knee if he keeps playing like this. Like, it it was that bad. And and again, here's why I think I'm really frustrated with Zach. And I think why a lot of Jets fans, I think, are even more frustrated with him is you can see how he can be good. Mm -hmm. And you can see where he clearly needs a lot of help. The that play to Lazard, is, the play to Lazard that didn't count was an outstanding. Was outstanding. That throw, yeah, was that was a great throw. Yeah, the, it was great. Well, it was also kind of like Sam Darnold down thirty-one to six against the Niners makes that weird throw kind of thing. No, it's like, it was still a really good play. It's it's the meme. Chris Paul makes a huge three to cut the lead to forty-two points. Like that's sure. kind of what it was. But like I see where that where he could be good. Like everybody does. Going back to the Carolina game as rookie year to now. Same mistakes, different coaches, different receivers, different backs, different expectations, holy same mistakes. If I see him roll to the right one more time, look back across his body and just flow to throw like that picked a curse. The first one, who was that t- even targeting? Like it wasn't even close to anything. It was bad. And then the other two, I get he's trying to make a play, but neither out of the first one, he just kind of floated it up there. Like, that wasn't as egregious, but, you know, you still could probably put a little more mustard on that, I think, to get it over the safety coming in. And then the third one was just, you know, give up time. Like, th- these performances are not, you know, young guy growing pains, work around him. Like, like that's the thing. If it's if, – when I hear all the things, oh, Zach just got to be a game manager. Game manager means limited, but, you know, you can work around him and you can figure out ways where they can get big positive plays in the passing game. That's what Colt McCoy has been. Colt McCoy is a game manager. Like, he's not going to throw 40 times and win. But if Colt McCoy needs to get you a drive late to tie a game, we've seen him do it before. Zach Wilson is so bad that you can't even operate, I think, a proper NFL game plan because of how limited he is. And I don't care what your expectations are. Like, at a certain point, I don't care what the what everything external is. You got to say this is enough. 
I don't Dallas is great. He may have thrown like I'm not I wasn't expecting him to throw for 400 yards. Can we not have the traditional Zach Wilson LOL Jets funny interception throw and he did it twice? Like th- that's what I'm asking. To me it's a confidence thing with Wilson. I think it's always been a confidence thing with him. I think even dating back to BYU when he's in a role when he's in a rhythm, he's by far at his best. And I also liked what I saw last week where he was able to bounce back at that interception and play some very good football down the stretch. Unfortunately, things snowball with him. And once one pick happens, and not it's not just the interception. It's not just like a mistake he can make. If the team makes mistakes, if, if momentum goes the other way, he's a really tough time battling, ba- battling back against momentum that is, that is not going the Jets' way. And I think there were so many plays in this game. And I said this a lot in the, in the first half specifically. There were so many plays where the Jets were inches away from making an impact play. And I know that's football. Football is is so much predicated on luck. There is so much luck that goes into football. I think the Jets got very lucky against the Bills, specifically with a lot of those bang-bang impact plays. They got very lucky, and ultimately they won the game as a result. You can look at this game, and I could point to so many different bang-bang little impact play or little like plays that were were potentially game-changing plays that the Jets were were a half-step slow on. The, the Sauce Gardner pick six, that's a big one right there. The John Franklin Myers roughing the passer, which the guy had not, he, he had nothing he could do in that situation. He was dragged into the quarterback. There were so many little plays where it's like, damn, if only this, if only this happened, if Dalvin cook holds on the ball for a half second later and the whistle blows, I, I think the jets got very unlucky in the first half. And I think when that luck started to pile up against them, the momentum shifted against them and Zach Wilson imploded. I, I think it's really a confidence thing with him. And unfortunately that's hard to fix. I do think that they, that Hackett is better for him than Mike LaFleur, as much as I do genuinely think Mike LaFleur can be a very good offensive coordinator. We're on, we're on the same page with that. But I think that Hackett's positive reinforcement is better for him. Unfortunately, we're still in a situation where Zach Wilson needs a perfect supporting cast and a perfect situation to be able to thrive. Because once things start to snowball, he cannot pick his team up and, and kind of drag them out of the trenches. He just can't do that because he implodes with them. And unfortunately – that's a situation where if you had Aaron Rodgers, you hope it would be different. You hope things would be different. You expect things would be different. Zach Wilson. Is Zach Wilson, honestly, I'm looking at the discourse around him online. I would be so insulted by how he, he is discussed and how they treat him. I sent this to you in a message earlier. Like he he's a freaking toddler. Like he's like a little child almost where it's like, they need so much. Oh, do, he, Hackett's very good and positive. He'll make sure that Zach is feeling all nice inside. He won't be like mean old Mike LaFleur yells at him when he can't hit a simple out route. Like Hackett just has this way of being, oh, don't worry. It's all fun. Like that's what, that's how we're operating with our franchise quarterback is we need to trail. Oh, don't, don't get upset, Zach. It, it, it's fine, Zach. That this is a, this is the NFL, man. Like, can we grow up for a second that we have to like, Apparently that's the that's how we have to talk to Zach Wilson to have succeed. And again, didn't work because he had mean Mike Lafleur who was angry, and then he had super happy, funny, positive Nathaniel Hackett, who I still is on my shit list because he said the words "tugalicious" to mean touchdown unironically. And I'm like, all right, that's when I knew he was dead immediately. <laughs> he's on my like, shit list for other reasons. I yeah, well yeah, and the fact he's not a very good offensive schematic mind but like i'm watching this game and it's just making me so depressed like that that's what that's the lengths we have to go to make sure this kid works and it's still not working like they're humiliating themselves for this kid again i know the options are limited yeah i get that they're you know this is what they kind of had to do it fine but 
I mean, this is and again, I know we're supposed to be talking about Aaron Rodgers, maybe throwing for 300 yards against his defense, but you know, again, we're not gonna untear his Achilles. It happened. And Zach Wilson is a grown up who I expect to at least play competent NFL football because they have a team around him where he could play competent NFL football. And instead, like, thank God we didn't have this podcast. If we had this podcast last year, this could have been great. We could have just replayed an old episode and it would have been exactly the same. We could have had the night off because it's the same exact things. He's just not picking them up and learning them. And I got to wonder, like, what'll make him learn it? Or maybe he just. He's not a dumb guy. Like maybe football intelligence wise, he just can't commit it to memory. I'm at that point now. I got a really interesting quote for you from Brees Hall. It's not a good one. They asked him why the run game struggled. He said, I only had four touches. That's why we struggled. Oh no. You know? Is he doing Elijah Moore stuff now? No, no. Look, he's not wrong, man. He's not. Like he's not wrong. That's a guy saying, Hey, look, I know I'm great. Give me the ball and I'll show you I'm great. And he backs it up every time he's on the field. I have no issues with that comment at all. Uh, it also shows me that as much as the Jets are trying to protect him, he clearly wants to play a lot more. And also when he's on, like, I don't, I want to see how many snaps he had, but he played more than four snaps. He played more than four snaps. So the fact that he had four touches, he also had one target where he dropped it. I, I know that too. So it really five touches. If you want to say that, like it should have been five touches. That's still inexcusable. I know he's on a snap count. Give the ball to your best players. Give the ball to Garrett Wilson. Give the ball to Brees Hall. I really, I'm down on Nathaniel Hackett after that game. I really am. And honestly, my biggest, it, my biggest concerns with this Jets team, obviously, aside from who's under center, is left side of the offensive line looks probably worst case scenario. Like this is going into the year, we were like, we hope they can hold up. Through two weeks, they have it. I know Dallas is a really, really, really good pass rush. I know Micah Parsons is one of the best players in the NFL. But it's been an issue. It's been an issue through two games. And I have issues with with how they're utilizing their playmakers on offense. And that was my concern with Nathaniel Hackett as well. I, I just don't think they're utilizing their players well. I, I, I really don't. Again, look, Vinny in chat just come. This is what I was railing about. Vinny in chat goes, Zach needs a boost of confidence. What does he need to be confident? We've tried everything. Nothing is working. He needs to play better to be confident. When he's playing he well, can't. he's incapable of that. So rule that out. Put that in the, in the bad bin of ideas that don't work. What are we doing here? It sucks, man. And you know what? What's unfortunate about it is this was a winnable game for the Jets. And I know it's silly to say sitting here with the last 30 to 10. It's silly to say that. But we talked about – remember what we talked about with Jerry last Wednesday. We're talking about how the Jets can beat the, the Cowboys, what they have to do. They had to establish the running game. They could, run, they could run on this defense. They could do it. They had the ability to do it. I think they got completely out-schemed by Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn coached circles around Nathaniel Hackett, and they gave their best offensive playmaker four touches. You're not going to win the football game doing that. With Zach Wilson under center, this should have been the Brees Hall game. This is all Brees Hall. I know you. he's on a snap count. I don't care. Anytime he's on the field, give him the goddamn ball. If he plays 12 snaps, he should have 12 touches. I'm, not, I'm so serious. I'm not even joking, Mike. I'm dead serious when I say every time this man is on the field, give him the ball. Because he's a difference maker. He changes the game every time he touches the ball. And meanwhile, when you give it to Dalvin Except Cook, for today where he had four carries for nine yards, though. He still he still did the most he could with the touches he had. I'd love to see how many of those yards were after contact. It's probably 15. Like, the dude did the best he could. And on those four touches, like, all he needs is one, man. All he needs is one. He could break one on any play. Give him the freaking football. Like, I, I, I feel Brees Hall's frustration because it makes me mad that we talked about, hey, 
How can the Jets win this game? Well, you got to utilize Brees Hall. you got to run on this Cowboys defense because you're not going to be able to pass on them. This pass rush is too good. These corners are too good. Zach Wilson is your quarterback. You can run on them, though, and they give Brees Hall four touches. That's why they lost this game. I mean, you can look at other things as well, but that's the biggest issue to me. Utilize your best players on offense. Give Brees Hall touches. Give Garrett Wilson. Honestly, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson should get 90% of the touches. That's it. 10% for everyone else. I don't care what Alan Lazard does. He was fine in this game. Not to shit on him. He was fine. But I don't care what Alan Lazard does. Randall Cobb, Miko Hardman, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter. I don't care. Tyler Conklin, he can get 5%. (laughs) Give the others 5%. Because Conklin's pretty good, too. He's all right. But legitimately, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall should be getting almost every single touch on offense. Because – they can't be stopped. Like they, they, they genuinely defenses have a really, really, really hard time stopping them because they're so good. It's the Micah Parsons effect. It doesn't matter what you do. Micah Parsons cooked Elijah Vera Tucker like three times in this game. ABT is great, but it doesn't matter because it's Micah Parsons. Garrett Wilson cooked Stephon Gilmore. He's a great cornerback, but it doesn't matter because he's Garrett Wilson. Know that you have those star players on offense. Get them the ball. Force them the ball. Give literally just give them touches. Well, like, again, they tried to. I think. I think it, what you're upset about is he abandoned it too quickly. Yes, absolutely. And, and literally, just the part of it is they were down eight, like eighteen to seven at that point. That's part of it too. They need to throw to get back in the game. Seven, that's fine. That's a two score game. Run it with Brees. Brees. Brees is literally your best offensive playmaker. He was the entire reason that they beat the Bills. Other than you know, obviously Xavier Gibson, you know, but him, his and presence, Allen, and yes, and Josh Allen turning it over four times. Yes, but. He's your offense. Like, I know Garrett Wilson's great, but you still need to get someone to throw the, throw him the ball. Brees Hall could do it all, man. Like, just give him the ball, see what he can do. He's your best option. And just four touches, that's inexcusable. Like, I don't care if he's on a snap count. That's inexcusable. Now, we'll see if they can implement these changes next week when they play the New England Patriots, who have not played yet. They're on the Sunday night game uh, against the Miami Dolphins. So we only have the one game for them to go off where they hung with a very good Philadelphia Eagles team. Mac Jones looked a lot better than he did last year when he had defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator, Matt Patricia and Joe judge tag team to create the worst offense you've ever seen in your life and getting Ben Trebelli zappy. Now that he's past that, he looked pretty good. And here's why I'm worried again, for two reasons. Obviously I don't even think I need to il- illustrate the problems I have with Zach Wilson. Like those have been ironed out. Not pretty much nothing he's going to do is going to ever make me, he, he could play good the next couple games. I'm still never going to be confident in him because I just know that – how many tweets did you see? Oh, Zach Wilson's playing really good. And you're like, oh, something's coming. It's coming. It's coming. me, man. I was praising him in the first half. I thought he played well. Oh I, God, I it's still, coming. And then what do you still, know? So I still but, think he played well in the first half. The, the big problem outside of Wilson with the – who just – number one is two touchdowns and seven picks in four career starts against the Patriots, which is awful. But – the other thing, too, is I remember looking back to some of those games, even though I don't think Mac Jones is an amazing quarterback, I think he's certainly certainly serviceable in a lot of these things. Like, when he played the Jets, I mean, he's looked okay, actually. I think, in like, the in the game where Wilson threw three picks, like the – not the – I didn't let the defense down, the one where they were at home. Wasn't Mac, like, 20 to 25? Like, I thought he kind of got the ball out quickly. And again, that that was Dak in the offenses for the Cowboys. That was their whole MO in this game was I think they genuinely were a little worried about the pass rush, and there was a lot of quick stuff. Let's just throw it short in these soft zones. Let's let our guys run for you. I don't even want to see the yards after catch. I mean, it's probably the, the ungodly advantage Dallas had in yards after catch advantage in this game was was second. Well, Garrett, Garrett's going to skew those numbers because of that one play. Uh, yeah, even, even with that, 
Yeah. Dak had Dak was just not thinking and dunking, but that was clear the game plan. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm even more afraid of New England on top of the Zach issues. Like this defense, it's, it, again, it's still very good. They were on the field forever. They held them to four field goals, which could have been touchdowns. And I think that mm-hmm. just by the fact they were on the field a lot, I think that kind of skews how good they were. But I mean, this defense is certainly not 85 Bears level. So I'm losing. I'm losing a lot of faith in this defense to be that level of good where they can overcome Zach Wilson quarterback play. And when you combine Zach Wilson quarterback play with New England's defense and Bill Belichick against young quarterbacks, that's making me real uneasy for this game. Uh, we'll see. Like I, I came away genuinely, I came away a lot more impressed with the Cowboys offense than I was disappointed with the Jets defense. Now I had some issues with it. I do think that the pass rush didn't show up despite the fact that Dallas clearly game planned around that. Like you said, there was a lot of quick passes trying to get the ball out quickly. They were on the field forever. The Jets defense so that has to be taken into account. And I think the Cowboys just really called an excellent, excellent game on offense. Uh, so I'm more, I'm more encouraged by the Cowboys offense. than I am disappointed with the Jets defense. That being said, yeah, I would expect them and hope that they play a lot better and have a much better game against the Patriots this week because I'm not nearly as afraid of this Patriots offense as I am the Cowboys offense. It's going to be another test for the Jets offense. Like, it's going to come down to can they move the ball. Patriots defense, despite their roster not being great, is still very talented. And obviously, it's it's still Bill Belichick. Like, Bill Belichick wrecks havoc whenever he plays the the Jets. He goes 130% when he's playing the Jets. You know he's going to be throwing out all these different blitz combinations at Zach Wilson, daring them, daring Zach Wilson to beat him. And unfortunately, Zach Wilson, like you said, has also struggled mightily against the Patriots for those reasons. I don't know if the Jets can be able to move the ball on offense. If they are, they're going to have to give the ball to Brees Hall. They're going to have to get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands. It's the only way they're going to have a chance to win this game. And it's a game, honestly, They have every reason that they can win this game. They're at home. I know it's the New England Patriots. And I know they haven't beaten the Patriots. What is it? 13 years now? Whatever it is. Something something insane like that. Whatever whatever the the, the running streak is at this point. Uh, And I I understand that. But the Jets have a better roster. I don't think they have a better quarterback. But they have an absolutely overall better roster than this New England Patriots team. So if they're going to have any chance, they need to be able to move the ball on offense. And the way to do that is giving the ball to your best players. I expect that the offensive line, well, I hope that the offensive line will hold up a little bit more. I have some concerns, again, with, with how they were approaching the, the Cowboys game. Like, again, just leaving Dwayne Brown on Iowa alone, silly. Well, this game, is, they're going to have Judon. Oh. I know Matthew Judon's not Parsons, but, I mean, he's certainly, I think, a top-10 pass rusher. Yes, and they need to find a better way to scheme around their weaknesses in their offensive line because teams could do it. The Cowboys were down to their third-string left guard in this game. You would have no idea. You would have never known. Chuma Doga got hurt. He was starting in place of Tyler Smith. Idoga one, played well in week one. Two, played well until he got hurt. And the third guy, I don't even know his name, who came in, played well as well. You would never have known they were down because they schemed around him. They helped him out. The Jets have a hole on the left side of their offensive line, and they don't seem to know that because, like you said, they continue to run left. They continue to run behind Dwayne Brown and Lakin Tomlinson when it's not working. They leave Dwayne Brown on an island alone to block Micah Parsons. That's dumb. That doesn't work, and it clearly wasn't working. As much as I was upset that, that the Jets' offensive line was getting beat handily, I was just as upset that the Jets were letting them get beat handily. Like that was This was Hackett's fault. By the end of the game, when Brown's on an island alone against Parsons, I'm like, this is elder abuse. The dude's 40 years old, and you're, get, you're letting him get whooped by Micah Parsons. This is your fault for letting this happen because there are ways to fix this. There are ways to at least make his life easier. And they're just like, nah, man. You got it. Keep going out there. Keep doing <laughs> Next this. time. Come on, buddy. Next time. Right. And it's, I, I feel, I felt bad for Dwayne Brown at the end of the game. 
So they have to have a better plan against the Patriots because, like you mentioned, Matthew Judon is no slouch. He may not be Micah Parsons, but he's still one of the best pass rushers in the league, and that Patriots pass rush is nothing to scoff at. So I hope that they come in with a better game plan. If they're going to win this game, they need to be able to move the ball on offense. And what they showed against Dallas doesn't encourage me that they're going to be able to do that. But they got another week. They got another week with Zach Wilson under center. Maybe they'll draw up something better. That's on you, Nathaniel Hackett. I want to see what he's got. The Cowboys can scheme around left guard injury. You can't scheme around Zach Wilson. Sure, but you can scheme around your left tackle and left guard play. You can absolutely scheme around that. You can help out Dwayne Brown. Instead of chipping on the right side, maybe you chip on the left side a little bit. Maybe you chip where Micah Parsons is. Maybe you put in Brees Hall because he's your best pass-blocking running back. He's better than Michael Carter at that. He's better than Dalvin Cook at that. Maybe you help him out. Maybe you put in Jeremy Ruckert. Maybe Jeremy Ruckert is your only tight end in, in, in a one tight end set, and he just stays in the pass block. These are ideas the Jets have not tried. Instead, they've had C.J. Ozama help out. They've left Dwayne Brown alone. They've had Michael Carter or Dalvin Cook pass blocking. That's not working. Try something different. They, they can implement all of that tomorrow in practice, and they can be running it well, and then at one point they're going to drop back, and he's going to get spooked, and he's going to roll out and pat the ball and keep moving to the sidelines, and he doesn't want to throw it away. So we'll flick it somewhere in the middle of the field, and there's probably going to be a blue navy blue Patriots jersey waiting there for him. How do I know that? Because he's played him four times, and every single game he's played against him, he's done exactly that at least once. I think one time it got dropped, the other three became picks. Amen. So, and again, they, like this they, is what I'm saying. Like, like how – how much can you t- like what are what are they not telling him apparently that will fix him what do they say like is he are they doing is he doing that and they're not correcting him are they telling him to do that like no they're telling him not to do that well listen won't do it can't do it hey man they play the games for a reason that's all i'm gonna say i don't know if zach wilson's gonna <laughs> ship the bet against patriots he might maybe he does maybe he's bad i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm but- offer up- <laughs> I'm going to offer up ways that they could try and win this game. I'm going to offer up ways that they could try and make this situation better because mm-hmm. ultimately, even if they sign Colt McCoy, he's not playing next week. He's not playing the week after that. Probably it's going to take him a couple of weeks to, to, to get a grasp on this offense, at least enough where they consider playing him over Zach Wilson. So I'm just going to say, Hey, how can they win this game with Zach Wilson at quarterback? And what can we do right now to improve the situation? I don't think they have a better option at quarterback currently on the roster. I do think there are things they can do to make their offensive line play better. And they're not doing them. That's what I have an issue with. That's why I'm not as upset about the Zach Wilson thing, because I'm like, at this stage, this is what you got. It sucks. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles in week one. That sucks. No one expected that. No one could have planned for that. They didn't predict that. They're in a bad situation. They planned to go into the season with Dwayne Brown at left tackle and Lakin Thomas at left guard. That's not cutting it right now, and there are things you could do to make that situation better. That's all I care about. Three things. They need multiple turnovers forced they didn't have yeah. any against dallas they, and they had much easier said than done but they had opportunities too and that's what sucks that sauce gardner pick six like the drop pick six that's gonna haunt me i'm gonna think about that legitimately like thursday night i'm gonna think about that and be like oh man it could have been so different <laughs> 20 touches for Brees hall yes yes oh you're speaking my language mike <laughs> even they get again i'm not as big on like again i think Brees hall is fine but you know at the end of the day i don't think it's not like he had four touches for 40 yards and they underutilized him. I mean, he had, he he, he was kind of stuck in neutral. I, it, I mean, he had that one really nice run on the outside. He also had another play where he turned like a two yard loss into a five yard gain. I, all he takes is one little crease, one hole and he's gone, you know, or, or at least going to get a huge gain in a way that Dalvin cook is not doing at this stage. Right. And I think Michael Carter. 
Number three, at least three sacks of Mac Jones, who is yes. not particularly mobile. Patriots offensive line is banged up. It's actually, I think, better than it was last year. I just think they got some injuries at the wrong time, but you got to get after him. I got to see first-round pick Jermaine Johnson. I want to see Will McDonald playing. I got to go see nearly $100 million Quinn and Williams. Not very good Quinn and Williams. I need to see $100 million over four years Quinn and Williams in this game. Here's the thing on McDonald, though. Who are you, who are you, who are you benching? Who are you said Because I have no issues. I would have benched Will McDonald. Will McDonald is exactly who I wouldn't have dressed in this game. I have no issues with him doing that. I'd rather have Bryce Hop out there. I mean, what, did Bryce Huff play? I certainly didn't see it. Yeah, he had a pre- he had a pressure. He also had a really nice run stop. I thought he played well. Hey, the entire yeah. pass rush was non-existent, but I think of the edge rushers, him and Franklin Myers were the most active. I think it's hard to good. escape the the st- like collectively when you're that bad. I can't look at individual yeah, players. Really yeah, nice I like myself here. That that play that Deuce Vaughn bobbled it on third down. That was that was forced by by Huff. We had a really nice pressure, and then he also had a really nice run stop. Uh, so I, I thought Bryce Huff played well, and I think that he's a better player than Will Mc- than Will McDonald is at this stage. Again, we don't have we don't have to go into it now, but that goes back to hey, why'd you draft the guy? Because like I I said this back in April, I was slightly wrong on it, but I said I said Bryce Huff would be inactive. If you could every week, you you literally I feel like every week on the show I was saying the same thing. Hey guys, Bryce Huff's gonna be inactive. I was wrong. It's actually just Will McDonald that's inactive. But I knew the Jets weren't dressing ten defense ten defense alignment. People were like, oh no, they're gonna, they're gonna dress them all. They're gonna find playing time for them all. How? They're not. One of those guys was gonna sit because they play the exact same role. I just assumed it would be Bryce Huff because they drafted Will McDonald in the first round. I'm happy it's not because I love Bryce Huff and I think he's a better player than Will McDonald at this stage. And Bryce Huff's playing specials, which he did not do last year. That's important. That is actually genuinely very important. And it possibly is the reason he's active over McDonald, who did not play specials in week one. Bryce Huff almost had a block punt in week one. He's playing special teams and Will McDonald is not. And that's the other reason that Michael Clemens is there. Not to mention he plays a different kind of role and position than McDonald, but he also plays specials. So I know they drafted him in the first round. But, like, you can question the pick, but I think right now, roster decision, he should be inactive. I mean, unless you want to say Carl Lawson, like, unless we're going down that route. But over Huff and over over Clemens, nah, I think McDonald should be inactive. But. God, this is another thing that makes me so upset about Wilson is all these really good discussions we have about how to run the offense and players that should be active and all that. Like, it's all for nothing when you got this guy. <laughs> you have the perfect game plan call and <laughs> slice up everything perfectly. And then he there goes 12 are, to 27 with three picks. Ugats doesn't mean there, anything. There are a lot of Zach Wilson haters out there, Mike. You might be in the, you might be in the top like 5% of Zach Wilson. I'm not Wilson. being – is it a hater to say, all right, in year three, can you operate an NFL offense and not look like ass for 60 minutes? I, I think – That's not hating. Be, that's I, having a reasonable expectation that he's not hitting. Look, Zach Wilson's not a good quarterback. We can agree on that. I yes. think you're being I think you're being a little bit a little bit of a hater a little bit of it a little bit well I'm talking about Will McDonald being inactive and you're like man doesn't Zach Wilson suck <laughs> because again, it relates to that Will McDonald can play and have three sacks yeah. doesn't matter if Wilson does the little side army flick it sucks man it sucks I I will talk more about the Patriots game on Wednesday's show That's for sure definitely yes uh, there'll be a lot more we'll, we'll dive into how the Jets can win this game and you know, I hope that every sentence doesn't end with "Yeah, but Zach Wilson's quarterback." <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe anyway. once, maybe once the the ranker cools down, because right now I'm in that stage of. Yeah. You ever seen like an old like Looney Tunes cartoon where the guy's like skin turns to red and then like steam shoots out of his ears like an old whistle? That's, That's me. Whenever I watch when I watch Wilson in that Cowboys game, I really want. Now I want Zach Wilson to play really well. I do too. I want to be wrong. I know. That's how I felt about Dalvin Cook. I legitimately was rooting really hard for Dalvin. I was like, 
please. I, I, I'm honestly, look, so far to this point, I've been wrong on Alan Lazard because I was like, yeah, he's not very good. He's been fine. I've had, yeah. I mean, he's not killing it, but I've had, I, I've had no issues with Alan Lazard. No problems so. with how he's played. Right. I hope I will continue to be wrong about Alan Lazard uh, in a way that I was not wrong about Dalvin Cook. All right. With that, I think we're going to call time on one of our more, or certainly of the two post-game streams we've done, the more depressing of the two. Which is wild, considering Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles in the first game. <laughs> Can you imagine how different the I, things are even great now? Imagine if they lost that game. Uh, how yeah. bad things would be. Yeah, because look, Jets yeah, are one would one. be saying Caleb Williams. Right Jets now. are one and one right now. The rest of the AFC don't look great, but the Jags are are zero Jags zero and two, right? No, one and one. They won one and one. Whatever. Bengals are zero and two. Chargers are zero and two. Coming for the playoffs, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you said that with a straight face, almost. I can't believe you. I like ending on a positive note, man. I like ending on a positive. Note. All right, here's a positive. Here's a positive note. Uh, Brees Hall is really good. Yeah, and so is Quinton Williams, and I don't care if Sauce said a rough start to the year. He's still really good as well. Yes. Yeah. Beyond well, that, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you so much. You can always catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be that you get your podcast. We are over there. So, Justin, why don't you send the folks home? Of course. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. We do read every single comment. We really, really do appreciate your comments and all your interactions. And with that, thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at ByMikeLuciano. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Freed. Follow the Jet Press at the Jet Press. Download the Jet Press podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube and TikTok. Subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. You guys know what to do. We stream live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. and live after every Jets game. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you all for listening to the Jet Press Podcast. I've been Justin Freed. That has been Mike Luciano. We'll see you guys next time. See you on Wednesday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.